When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. 60 years of family culture. Join the Robson Civil Projects team for the opportunity of a lifetime. The Isuzu MUX is born to tow. Your rugby league coverage on SEN starts now. Welcome to NRL Crunch Time. Yes, good afternoon, everybody. Matt White here with you alongside James Magnuson and Adrian Prezenko for Crunch Time, brought to you by Isuzu. The Isuzu D-Max is born to tow. Give us a call, one 301 1170 on the open line or text 0457 736 736. You can tweet as well at 1170 SEN. Welcome to our listeners right across the network, including SEN 1170 AM in Sydney, SENQ 693 in Queensland, SEN 1620 AM on the Gold Coast, as well as our listeners on the SEN app and the podcast as well. We've got all bases covered. Maggie, Adrian, welcome to you. Is our, are our collective heads still ringing after what happened last night between the Roosters <laughs> and the Storm? Talk yeah, about bell ringers. So what a game. Uh, how do you reckon, uh, I was talking to my girlfriend about this in the car just before, how would Victor Radley feel waking up this morning? Oh, oh. That, was, like, that was nasty to watch, wasn't it? It oh. was it was horrible. The highlight for me was Big Nelson and Jared. That was oh, so yeah. good. And remember, yeah. there was that that little melee or whatever else. And yeah. Adam G, the ref, has come out and said, "This is the line in the sand. This is the, <laughs> <laughs> he's, made, he's made this symbol with his with his hand. This is the line in the sand. Yeah. And then, next and then play, the very next the yeah. very next hit up, you just knew Nelson would be coming off the back fence. Yeah. yeah. And who did he run at? Straight at Jared. It was the yeah. best ever. I reckon Adam G in that next play went. Oh, why did I say that? <laughs> why did, and now, now, who the bloody hell am I going to get rid of here? Yeah. The, the best part is, in at the end of the season, those two could well be roommates on the New Zealand tour for the World Cup. And I rang Madge this morning because they were just absolutely at each oh, other. Yeah. And I said, Madge, is there some history here? Or is there something going on? He goes, no, I've, both, I've had them both in camp before. They're going to be picked. And he said, that's what I want to see. Mm. I said, just let yeah. them go at it. They're both alpha males. They're both winners. Let him go. I, I had the feeling watching it as I was <clears throat> as I was watching Nelson go bananas. I thought, I reckon there, there's some part of me here that reckons Craig Bellamy's gone. Go out, go nuts, lure them in, and see what you get on the other side because he stepped up the aggro, yeah. And then JWH picked it up, and Victor went with it as well. So it was all initiated, if you like, by by Nelson to go out there. And and the bizarre part about all of it was that. He was the aggressor. He was the dominator. He was the bloke who was picking all the fights, and he ended up staying on the field. The other guy ended up getting 10. Yeah. They, they took the bait. The yeah. other, I was watching the, the game last night, and uh, I can't. I think it might have been Nelson coming down with the forearm or something like that, and then there was a mistake. And I said to Rose, watch Victor here. He's going to go nuts. Victor flies out of the line, gets it wrong, has a car crash collision, and takes himself out. 
Um, so I reckon it was a, a directive from Bellamy, like get under these guys' skin. The other guy I thought they were targeting all night was Joseph Suwali. Yeah. They were into him, into him. Every time he got the ball, I was like, Oof, that's like borderline assault right there. But um, it's, yeah, the, the tactic didn't quite work, but it could have lead-on effects for the uh, the Roosters going into the semis with uh, suspensions or injuries, so yeah. danger game. Well, Lindsay Collins faces at least four matches, so he's been charged with grade three dangerous conduct for that uh, contact, rather, for the hip drop tackle on Tom Eisenhuth. So four matches for this one. There were some other charges, which are all fines, but this is going to be the big story for Lindsay Collins. Well, we probably won't see him again unless the Roosters go all the way deep into, you know, towards the grand final. That's his season gone, and it's an ugly tackle. We don't want to see it in the game, and you can't really argue with that. Trent Robinson was asked about it, and he said, oh, I don't want to comment. Like there was, you, mm. you couldn't defend the indefensible. Mm. And it's his third uh, subsequent offence of that kind as well. So if he fights it and loses, it's five weeks. If he accepts it, it's four weeks. So there were four players charged last night. There's a surprise. <laughs> Victor Radley, grade one, uh, da- dangerous contact. Jared Wairia Hargreaves, grade one, contrary conduct. And Nelson Asifa Solomona was also cited. So Victor faces an $1,800 fine. Um, JWH, $3,000 fine with an early plea or a two-match suspension if he's found guilty at the panel. And Asifa Solomona, $3,000 fine or the same two-match suspension if found guilty. They are treading a very fine line because oh, for yeah. Nelson and for for Jared, that was their third and subsequent. So if they sneeze in the next couple of weeks, they're on the sideline. They're big fines by the, by the time they get to this stage, aren't they? Where does that money go? To, back to the NRL? Straight into the NRL's kit pocket. It's a profitable night for the NRL, wasn't yeah. it? <laughs> but, but if you're the player, you just pay it, don't yeah. you? Like, you don't want to be missing games at this time of the year. And they have adjusted the way the match review grades these things. So yeah. if it was under the old system, we wouldn't be seeing them in the next couple of weeks. It, the thing I thought uh, watching that game and, and, you know, a few Roosters plays running hot, which you love to see, and that's when the Roosters are at their best, when some of those guys are running a little hot under the collar. I, I see next weekend against Souths as a big danger game for both teams. Again, injuries and suspensions and the way those games generally pan out. We saw Latrell Mitchell last year basically ended both clubs' title hopes in one tackle. Um, running hot under the collar when he when he he took out Manu, which ended his season, but also ended his own season through suspension. It's I, I can't see that as anything but a danger game for both clubs. And it's going to be at Allianz Stadium, first big game, forty two and a half thousand. They're going to be packed off the off the rafters, and it's such a good ground. It's mm. basically a, a com bank on steroids. It'll be the first time anyone gets proper use of it. Yeah. Um, and there's already a bit of a stink about South want to move there and. I think the Roosters are a bit resistant and the government's a bit resistant, so it's it's good fun. It's a heck of a time to make a big alpha male statement, though, isn't it? If, if you're the coaches of both of those teams or the coaches from last night, you're thinking, I want our guys to go out there and make the big statement going into the finals, but the edge that you're walking, the fine line that you're walking can rule you completely out of the finals. So yeah. I, I just wonder what the what the purpose of showing that full-blown aggression was for the Roosters. They had to lock down their they final spot, so yeah. they, they had to go for it. Storm probably didn't have to play that part of the game, though. Well, they did because if they'd won that game, they secure a top-four berth. All of a sudden, they're in that hit-out. They play Parramatta next week. Loser gets uh, is, is out of the top four, yeah. so everything's to play for. It's, it's I don't know if this is luck or 
good design, but the back half of this uh, comp for those top eight teams, the games have been blockbusters. And we've got another set of blockbusters next weekend. Um, the games where the teams are not in contention, uh, you may as well not even watch those. <laughs> They're absolute blowouts. But we've, we've got a couple of essentially semifinals before we even hit the semifinals. Well, the interesting thing about this round is that the first game – um, they were in contention. It's the Eels versus the Broncos, but a blowout. So we'll touch on this a little bit later, but just instant thoughts when you look at the Broncos. I remember last week you, you were of the opinion, Adrian, that they were going to make it into the finals, that they get there in the top eight, but their season was done. Yeah. I, I think now we wonder whether they're going to be in the top eight and their season is definitely done. Put a fork in them. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Like if they if they manage to squeak in, they're, they're just going to be cannon fodder anyway, aren't they? Like, like So... Broncos have got St. George, and the way they, they're going, they're no sure, sure things to beat them next week. Yeah. Um, and, look, obviously, Canberra just have to keep on winning. And that, if, if Canberra make the eight, they're going to go – they have the potential to go further than the Broncos do. Mm. I was surprised by the Broncos. Just so much on the line, and it's, it's hard to accuse another athlete of this, but they looked like they had a bit of quit in them. And it's a very harsh thing to say, but – some of the defensive efforts and some of the meterage that Parramatta is making is like so easily. It's just like you, it doesn't look like a team playing for their season. It was very confusing performance by the Broncos. Two weeks in a row. Essentially, that you, you almost said two weeks ago that this team can't miss the top eight. Mm. Then they concede 110 points in two weeks to basically do the undoable, and that is put themselves in a position to miss the eight. Had a big chat with Sebes about this throughout the week, and he pointed out that the the defensive lapses in particular, 66 missed tackles the oh. other week. I mean, missed tackles is all about attitude. So attitude's gone down the gurgler there. And as much as Kevy Walters is banging away in the in the dressing room and shouting and screaming, there's clearly a problem as they go into the finals. It's one of those weird ones where just at the time where you want the, the graph to start pointing upwards with your attitude and, and form and everything and momentum – it's gone the other way for a team that could have gone further into the finals. Did they go, was it seven or eight matches in a row mid-season they won? They had a good yeah. a good middle period. I, yeah. I never saw this this dip coming. Yeah. I Adam, don't know. They did lose Adam Reynolds relatively early, but they True. were already well on the slide by then. Like you could see that Parramatta was, was you know, dominant. And if you're a Broncos fan, do you buy this? Like if you were told at the start of the year that you'd be in this position, would you be... Comfortable with that or, or given what's transpired, especially after that little run that they went yeah. on in the middle of the year, are you now disappointed with where they sit? I think they're disappointed now. I think if at the start of the season you said we'll be going into the last game of the year fighting for a top eight position, they'd take it. Given yeah. this time last year they were fighting for the wooden spoon. Um, but given they were top four for a, a, a part of the season there, I think if they miss the eight, it's – the season goes down as a failure. Well, they played Parramatta a month ago and flogged them. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just yeah. crazy. It was seven in a row that they won throughout the season. The, the decision to rest Selwyn Cobbo was a weird one. It, it popped up while I was on yeah. air on uh, Wednesday, and it was it was because of fatigue. That was the that was the official explanation where that was the part that sort of got my eyebrows raised. Do you reckon that there might be a little bit more to that, or has Kevy Walters made the wrong call? His body senses are tingling a little yeah. bit. Like if you can't get up, and it sounds like it's mental fatigue rather than a, a physical issue. And you think if he can't get himself up for these games, your season is on the line. Potentially yeah. a top top eight spot might you know might depend on the outcome. Um, yeah, it's 
you know, I, I'm a bit skeptical. Maybe it's the cynic in me. He probably doesn't have to worry about fatigue now because he's probably only got 80 minutes left and then he's got a three-month <laughs> layoff. Nice little break. Well, if the Raiders beat Manly this afternoon at GIO Stadium, then the Raiders will go into the eight. They'll be on 28 points. But the points differential now, they're on minus 25. And after that hammering again, the Broncos are on minus 26. So it's a fair bet that the Raiders will end up inside the top eight by the end of this round. That one to play out a little later on this afternoon and we'll be calling that right here. G'day, Matty, Maggie and Adrian. Last night's game, says Mickey from Mascot on the text line, was one for the ages. Tough, aggressive and uncompromising. Just what we want to watch. Old school footy is back, baby. It was a touch of the old school footy, wasn't it? Aggression, um, no holding back, referee trying to control the thing. At one stage, <laughs> actually, when all that was going on, did you hear he brought both of the touchies in? I need help here. So he ended up, there were three officials on the field <laughs> trying to work these guys out. That was the famous line in the sand moment. It, was, it wasn't It was Adam G's fault, but there were a lot of stoppages. And it was because it was, there was so much going on, like whether it be injuries or what happened with, with Victor or to Lindsay Collins, et cetera, that... But but it would have been better if if they just could have kept going. Like that, we saw the mm. the collision, but we didn't really see the fatigue because it was, you know, he had to pull the game up so often. This is going to be a good final series. Oh yeah, it's it's starting to shape nicely. The Sharks are in form. The Roosters in form. The Rabbitohs in form. Penrith, Melbourne, uh, Cowboys. We've got a, a final series that could explode both both physically in the games, but also the way it pans out. And who plays who? Like, imagine if we ended up with a South Roosters game at that new stadium in the final series. That that's would be a, that's a possibility. Yeah, depending on how it all rolls, like they could play each other two two times in a row oh, at the same joint. Love it. Yeah. Uh, on the text line, Broncos are a tired-looking team. I hate to say it, but a tired team will lift if they love and respect the coach. Is there any word that there's... Is, that a, is that, that a Brisbane old boy you sent that to? <laughs> <laughs> a couple of years ago, maybe. Not actually, actually, now. no. I've, I've had a second look. Thanks for the text, Siebes. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, why did I know you were going to say? He's going to be in later on this afternoon, and we'll replay that to him. But, uh, I mean, there's no talk that Kevy Walters has lost the dressing room, is there? Oh, look, you wouldn't think so. I just, I just think that it happens. Like, we saw... Last year, Parramatta went through that dip just before the finals. We saw probably four or five weeks ago, Melbourne had that dip. And unfortunately, the Broncos has come at the worst possible time to the point where it might cost them a finals place. Mm. Another text that says on Cobbo was that um, it was after that he did have a major concussion as well, wasn't it? Um, he's probably a bit scared. He is still a young man. Absolutely. However, I think that if you're going to a match that could well determine whether you stay in the finals race or not, you want all your cattle out there. So oh, yeah. he's 19 years old or thereabouts. Like mm. I can imagine Maggie at that age, like you just, you feel invincible. Like you oh, want to yeah. be a part of everything. Like you think that you can't be beaten. He's played in a winning state of origin series. It's a, it's a strange decision from him and the club. The word fatigue doesn't come into the vernacular of a 19 year old guy. Mm. You remember what you felt like at 19? I didn't, I didn't know what fatigue was till I was about 25. <laughs> You're just bouncing off the walls at that age. Yeah, it's it was a really, really interesting one. However, I think it's also a reflection of a lot of the modern-day footballers as well. Let's go back to that Roosters v uh, Storm match. So 18 points to 14. As we know, the big fallout, Lindsay Collins is um, facing four weeks on the sideline. Let's have a listen to Trent Robinson on Jared Waria Hargreaves' sin bin throughout that one. Uh, I, don't, I didn't know what he got sent for. You know, I wasn't sure exactly what the the, the penalty was for. Um, but the man's physical. 
you know, and that's what we love about our game is guys being physical. Uh, and Jared decided to play that way, and um, and and it ends up sort of stifling these guys. But he made it a forwards game tonight, and um, he got down and dirty, and you know it cost him ten, but he also he set the tone. That's what that's what your your lead prop does. He sets the tone for a game, and um, credit to him. The tone was let's rip. Let's get into it. So, you know, he brings it back to that physicality of the game and points out that JWH is is out there with a certain job to do, trying almost to defend the 10 minutes. Yeah, it's... Look, they, they had to bring it because if they lose that game, potentially their season comes down to the, the final round against South Sydney and you don't, you don't want to cut it that fine against the old enemy. But, you know, normally the Roosters begin their run a lot earlier. Um we, we, you know, some people have said they've timed it to perfection. If they timed it to perfection, they'd be probably squeaking into the top four, and that's not going to happen. But certainly, their best football is 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 good enough. And you talked about, you know, they looked up, they tried to go after Joseph Suali, but he got he's so yeah. tough. I think oh, he so embodies tough. like that. Teams are targeting him, but he'll get up. He'll he'll do the quick play of the ball. He's got no quit in him. Like he he's not like a glamour player. Like he ta- he loves the tough carry. Um, there's, there's nothing you won't do for the team. He's almost uh, $1.01 now to get in the Australian squad at yep. the end of the year, right? Yeah. What a rise to prominence. Wow. Well, they changed the rules in order not to lose him to the game, and everyone was up in arms at the time, but mm. I'm much happier seeing him where he is now than playing in that 15-man code. When he went from uh, Souths across the Roosters, do you reckon he was thinking, all right, Bondi, Sunday Arvo, Ravisi's. Like, <laughs> imagine, imagine Suali'i walking through Ravisi's right now on a Sunday Arvo. Like, the guy would just be the Rockstar. king of Bondi. Rockstar. The king of Bondi. And, he's and, got the look. He's got the performances on the park now. Soon he'll have that green and gold jersey with the little kangaroo on there. Um, life must be good for, for Joseph. And you talked about him being targeted last night. Imagine South Sydney going after him next oh, week. They yeah. will be trying to... Absolutely. Just on that one, they bought Jackson Paulo. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh yeah, I've that's left a field. I didn't see that one coming. But um again, the what's it called? The the Book of Feuds. Yes. Another chapter another in the chapter. Book of Feuds. Yes. Just another one. Now listen up, we've got two double passes to give away to the Tigers v Dragons game at Combank Stadium tomorrow. Who are After... we punishing with that? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the worst well, caller gets that. <laughs> the worst caller goes on through it. No, after one o'clock, we're going to ask you to call. The first two callers will win a double pass to the game tomorrow at Combank Stadium. Don't forget, you can get your tickets at Ticketek as well. You guys this, are harsh. This is, like, this is like the James Tarmow. The judiciary wanted to make a statement, so they allowed him to play for the West Tigers <laughs> one last time. Cop another 70, James. <laughs> oh, do I really have to? I thought I called it quits. Give us a call, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy or 0457 736 736 on the text line. This is Crunch Time. Back after this. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.